This is Marty Sleva from IGN. You're listening to Trophy Horse on ProvenGamer.com. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Yours. This is episode 286. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Alex. I just don't understand how a man who dates a Greek woman doesn't like Greek food. Also with us, I yield to no one. Man, this is just like Groundhog Day all over again. He is the Trophy Yours killer turned whore, Troy. Mmm, hummus. What's the business? And we have uh, our vein back to tap. It's Mark. Kind of, I don't know. All right. That was like a weak sauce entrance, like intro. Like, I don't even, all right, whatever. <laughs> I expected more from you. Everyone else got all this, like, hyped up. And, like, vein well, if you, li- if you were actually on last week's show, Yield was upset because we didn't have a vein to tap. That sounds very inappropriate. It does, doesn't yeah, it? Does. That's me, Mr. Inappropriate. Right, yeah. <laughs> he, you notice that he replaced a shitty Donald Trump joke with a uh, drug reference, a shitty drug reference? <laughs> Let's do as we do every week and give you our updated trophy count. I am level 31, total trophies of 7,705 with a plaque count of 67. Alex? Level 28, total trophies of 5,700. And 93, and I have 81 platinums in 80 games. Yield. I am holding steady at a impressive level 23. I have a humongous trophy count of 4351. And since nobody noticed the first time around, I have a heaping platinum count of 63, which is two more than last week. Oh, would you get the platinums in? I got the Platinums in the Deadly Tower of Monsters and Lego, the movie video game. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. You're only four behind me now. I know. If you would quit doing those VR and Hannah Montana's, I'd be way ahead of you. He's never going to stop Hannah Montana. I know. He's waiting on the Russian version in the mail still. Speaking of which, we'll get into that in a second. Mark, what is your trophy count? I'm at a gentlemanly level 26 with a trophy count of 6,536 and the platinum count of 27. And Troy? I am currently at a level 19 total trophy count of 3,238 with 38 platinums, and that's accurate. I actually know what my total is this week. (laughs) Yes, because I reminded you to update Uh, yeah, I, I want to get into something real quick before we get into what we're playing. In our Facebook group, uh, Mr. The Troll himself, Mr. JT, he posted a video. Did you guys see the video? Nope. I no. did not. Okay. It is by the trophy hacker, Hakum. Uh, JT will say, oh, he doesn't hack, but he clearly hacks, and it's been proven that he hacks. But JT, you know, treats Hakum like he's a god or something. But Trolls, the- trolls love trolls. But the video was how to become a great and successful trophy hunter. And let me tell you something. I watched about 10 minutes of it because the video, the video is like a half hour long. Wow. 
I watched like 10 minutes of it, and I was laughing my ass off. He's like, to be a great and successful trophy hunter, you need two PS3s, four DualShocks, four DualShock 2s, two move controllers, a PSI camera, a PS camera, all this other stuff. He's like, and you also need to game share your games. And I'm thinking like right there is like, Dick, he's telling you he's cheating right there. Oh, no, he doesn't cheat. Go watch that video. At one point, did he say, if you need all those things, go to my Amazon link? Right. No. I didn't get that far. Go to my Amazon link sure in the that... description below. I did, but it, it is funny. The The video was posted, uh, I think it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually looking to see actually when the video was posted now. Hold on. Uh, but it, it, it's funny because, like, I have no problem with guys... You know, trophy hunting and whatnot, but like taking trophy tips from a guy who clearly cheats to get all his trophies. Uh, the video was posted June twenty second, two thousand fourteen. Nice, two years ago. Yeah, uh, and it's only had forty two thousand views on it. Oh, uh, that's forty two thousand more than it should have. Yeah, <laughs> forty two thousand seventy nine. Uh, and I'm ashamed to say I'm three of those. Jeez. Tricky uh, had to go back to make sure he had the strategy down. Right. He's like, so he's like, how many controllers was that? Three? No, oh, four. Okay, sorry. Oh, four? Four, okay. Well, PS Move got that. And the Oz like, got that. Oh, wait, wait. You guys can look at, the, look at your screen real quick, because I'm sharing my screen with you. All right. All of these are one game. These are how many copies of one game he has. That's one. Co- that's the same copy of the same that's game. That's a lot of Hannah regions. Montana. That's different regions of the same game. And the only difference is, is some are PS3 and some are Vita games. So that's where he's that's, getting that Russian version of Hannah Montana. Why does he look like a broke Austin Aries? <laughs> I thought the same thing. Probably goes over like, I'm the greatest gamer that ever lived. A broken Austin Aries. <laughs> I guess he's trying to be AC Styles with the gloves, too. This is playing really well for an audio <laughs> podcast. He's going to look like... He's, he's what AJ Styles looks like if he stayed with TNA. Wow. All right. Let's get into what we're playing. Alex, start us off. So I've gone back and I've played a little bit of Rocket League because they released the Aquadome DLC and they've got some new trophies in there. So I went back and I got to say the Aquadome is one of my favorite arenas in that game. Uh, it's really, really great, really pretty. I like playing there. It's fun to be in and, and playing around. Is it free? It is free. It's an update. So you don't even, you don't even, oh, well then you don't I... even have to go to the store. It's just an update. Yeah. All their new content has been in, to... uh, in-game updating. Yeah. I need to get back. I've been thinking about getting back into some. So Rocket yeah, League. Rock, Rocket League is still e- extremely fun. So yeah, I've I've been enjoying quite a bit of that again. It's like I forget momentarily how fun Rocket League is, and then I start playing it again. It's like, oh my god, this is so much fun. Why did I ever stop? You know who's not going to update Rocket League? Tricky. To remember the loot crew because they don't want to get their asses beat again by us. <laughs> Wait, is there like a trophy horse team? Why did I? Why am I not invited on that team? I, I well, first of all, I threw down that challenge for a rematch because the trophy horse team originally, which I was not a part of, originally because I didn't have Rocket League back then, originally beat the Remember the Loot crew. And no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't beat them. We destroyed them. Destroyed them. It's like the rock. This, it's like the rock fighting Fandango. 
They talked so much smack how they were going no. to whoop us up one side and down no, the no, other. No, no, no. no. We, we were Goldberg. They were Gilberg. Hey, Gilberg was over. Christian put Gilberg over in a match. You forget. Yes, he did. <laughs> you cannot forget in that. One of, in one of his last matches, too. Yeah. End your career by laying down for Gilberg. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, Alex. You were saying Rocket League. So I was play- I'm play- playing some Rocket League. It's still really fun. Uh, Aquadome is great, so go play there. I also, of course, have been playing more WWE 2K17 because I'm trying to get that Platinum Trophy, and it's going to take me a million years to get it. Uh, Good luck. I bought the NXT edition, and I stopped playing the game after week one. So let me let me ask you a question. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the game so far, Mark? Because I gave my thoughts last week. Uh, it's... I hate the fact that, okay, when THQ and Ukes lost their rights, 2K bought it. Like, the first game they put up was, what, 2K14? And they only kept it because Ukes already started it, so they just kind of finished the game. They're supposed to be making a new engine. All they're doing is adding tweaks to it. Like, they added the whole new submission style. I just don't like that it... The universe mode, or, like, career mode, makes is no sense. Like, I started one in NXT, the next one I started going for the u.s title like my first match it's just online's not fun it's still broken with people that just you know take a creative superstar and give them all finishers for every move and then it's like you're screwed like i, I will, like online that's why i play it i, I will say i'm not that gonna the, get the platinum uh, the, it's taken me almost a year to get the united states championship my first year i'm mean, my second year my first year i won the tag team titles my second year I, uh, I'm going for the u.s title and it's taken me almost a year to get a championship match uh, so it does take a long time to rank up the quickest way is just start a like a feud with someone who's like in second or third place, and then you don't get your title shot unless you start a feud with the champion when you're the number one contender. No, no, I know that, but you can't just jump from like rank ten to rank two or three. And I mean, if you have the NXT thing, can't you start to rank five? Yeah, you start at rank five, um, which is nice. But then you also get like bonus like the currency, so you can just basically put as much as you want into your stats and start off at like almost like an eighty overall. You mentioned the submission mode, uh, or the submission minigame. I hate the submission minigame because it seems so fucking hard. I had to switch it to the button tap because I couldn't do it with the, the joystick or the, the analog stick. I don't like submissions at all. I like just kicking out. Tricky, you see in the videos, I am a master of kicking out at two. I am the best at that game. No one can pin I do want to also point out, I, the, to me, I hate the promo mode because I think the promos make no sense. Like, how, trying to, like, get a good reaction, it makes no sense because you can make good choices, but you it, it seems like random to how much um, influence you get over the crowd. I hate the promo system. If you watch a lot of old promos, you'll notice everything that you could pick from is previous promos that have been actually said in WWE before. So if you if you remember promos really well and you have a good memory, you can actually like recreate actual promos like The Rock or Triple H have done, and then you'll max out the bar. I don't know things that well, so I struggle. Not necessarily struggle, but I don't do, like, I can't get more than 75% full on the promo bar i'm hoping next year's a better game overall but i like i said i said last week that the reason to buy this game is the roster of, of people oh yeah the roster's huge it has aj styles yeah it does with authentic entrance music i love that uh so yeah rocket league and wwe 2k17 yield you're uh what are you been playing so uh like i said in our introductions i got two new platinums this week still trying to catch tricky probably not going to happen this year or ever. but um Whatever, you keep saying that, and I keep, I, I'm, I'm, I'm staying closer. there, man. I'm like Rocky. I'm like Rocky, man. You keep trying to knock me down, and I get back up and be like, "Is that all you got?" 
Yeah, but don't you notice that every time you get close, I like take like a four flat lead over Yeah, because I am ketchup, I am mustard, I am water comes out. I, w- I wouldn't talk Mr. I am Mayo Platinum over there. I only have it on one, devi- one platform, thank you very much. Yeah, Mr. I have it on two. And I played it just Dang. because I was curious and it's ridiculous and I thought it was funny. I didn't brag about it. I, did, I only played it because I, I wanted to check it out, but I well, you know I had to get the platinum in it. Of course you did. So, like I said, I've been playing the Deadly Tower of Monsters. It was the free game from uh, Plus. How is that? Because I've heard good things. Yep. Th- th- this is what I said. A buddy of mine, the Brain76, said, dude, you need to play this game. I wasn't going to get it. And I and I had already bought Everybody Go- Goes to Rapture. Uh, like a couple months ago, on a on a on a flash sale or something. Uh, so he was playing it. He messages me. He's like, "Dude, you need to pick this game up. It it it's you know it makes fun of like 50, 60 sci fi, and they're they're like cracking jokes throughout the game." I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll give it a whirl." So I played it, and when I got done, to me, I, I posted this on social media once I got the platinum. To me, this game is the essence of what video games are. It's that's high. It's praise. a game that you could. It is. It, it it it's it's a game that you just you sit down. You can play. You can play it with everybody around. It's it's it doesn't take itself serious seriously because it's sort of poking fun at itself. And it's it it's not super hard. I mean, I got the platinum in thirteen hours and without using a guide at all. So it's not really it's not really hard, but to me, this that's what video games originally are. It's just something to sit down, play. It's fun. It's not stressful, and you you enjoy it. And and that's what I mean by my comment. So if you didn't pick it up on Plus, go buy it because it's it's enjoyable. I, I I seriously mean that. So I got the platinum in that, and then I've also been playing uh, the Lego Movie. I finished that out oh, a couple hours before we recorded, and that's yeah. all I've been playing this week. Yeah, the the Lego game I was going for the plat, but once they started doing all the dance sequences, I, I checked out of that game. Well, I will say, when I first started playing the Lego Movie, I was like, "Man, this game is horrible," and it, I will admit it's not the best Lego game out there. But by the end of the game, I was actually enjoying myself. So it's it's not as bad as I initially thought that it was, and was like, oh, this is just a slugfest to get through it. But it, it it's not one of their better games, but it's still fun. Okay, uh, Troy, what do you? Uh, I do. You're gonna go to me. I have not played a goddamn thing this week. I've been busy with school. In fact, right before we started recording, I was working on... So far, I've typed up seven pages today. It looks like it'll be closer to ten pages by the time it's done. Uh, So, yeah, I've been uh, just hard at work for school stuff, so I have not played one thing this week. Next! All right. Uh, Mr. Ian Vane, yourself. Uh, Well, I bought Final Fantasy XV. I have not played it yet because... I am currently reviewing two games from THQ Nordic. Uh, I have the Darksiders War Mastered Edition and then the Dwarves. So I've been playing those two games all week. Are you allowed to talk about them? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. I mean, Darksiders already, you know, I played it back when it came out the first time around. It's I, I like that it's a nice hack and slash that's not God of War, <laughs> I guess you could say. And um, I don't know, I like that. But it doesn't look different. I don't know if it's because... I'm not really big 
graphic snob sometimes with hack and slash games, but all I notice is the cutscenes themselves look amazing now. But the game itself, I don't know, for all, all intents and purposes, just looks the same. And the dwarves is weird. It's kind of like if you just took the dwarves from Lord of the Rings and made an RPG that's almost like Diablo style. Okay. And I have been playing um, Division. Batman. No, Batman Return to Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum, and some Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, I've seen you playing Batman a lot, and I was just like... I really like that series. And it's funny, because I'm going back now and playing it, and there's a lot of things happening that I really don't remember happened. So it's kind of like a... It's cool, because I'm going through the game. Like, I remember most parts I go through, and I remember the storyline, I remember what happens. But certain things that happen, I'm like, I don't remember that happening the first time. That's pretty cool. And then you pick up on all the little, like, hints and foreshadowing for the future games that came out, like City and Night. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I like that, and uh, I got to I just gotta finish Watch Dogs. Uh, I'm gonna get the platinum in that. I just gotta work through it. All right, so listeners, how's that Watch Dogs one platinum coming? I I've given up on that. I, I I've given up on that because the I I don't know. Did you play Watch Dogs yet? Yield? No, I haven't gotten to it. it it's 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 closely on the horizon. All right, Watch Dogs one. They there's a there's a trophy for completing all the drinking games. And they were incredibly hard, and Ubisoft actually patched them to make them easier because universally they were hard. And they're still hard as hell to do. You have to get to level 10 drinking game on with every in three different spots. I've done one of them. I can't do the other two. Really? They're that hard? Is that all you're missing, or...? Well, no, there's other things I'm missing, but I'm not going to go. But because the of that trophies. trophy, you're not even going to bother. Yeah, I'm not even gonna, like I. I like Watch Dogs. I, I've said it from the start. I've never had a problem with Watch Dogs. I like the game, but if I'm not going to, if I can't get that platinum, if I can't get that trophy, then I can't get the platinum. I mean, yes, I can go back and get the other trophies and be one trophy away. But I, I, if I go that far to get all the other trophies, and that's the one trophy that stopped me from getting the platinum, that's just gonna eat at me and I'm and like I like right now I'm comfortable knowing I'm like six away rather than being one away hey man I've got one away in a few games including Vanquish and I'm happier I'm happy to have the extra trophies to complete a game as much as I can complete it rather than just say oh well I'm not going to try for those because I can't get that one yeah I, I I no, I agree with you but I don't know maybe one day I'll go back I, I got I got a I like normally I don't have a backlog of games. I'm starting to get a backlog of games, so I'm just trying to complete them. All right. So, listeners, uh last week, actually today as of uh this recording, you had a 3-hour show posted by us. Uh hopefully this show will not be that long. We're actually, we actually started recording earlier. Uh, but we have 22 topics to get into this week. Everyone just let Tricky mow through these. Yeah, right. <laughs> Things you don't care about, just say nothing. <laughs> All right, so we'll have three to talk about. Uh, Switch! And right now, as of right as of right now, we do have a topic of the week, which is our Bill of Rights, but most likely, depending on time, we're not going to get to it. So if we don't, if I get to that point and time's running along, we're going to delay it again another week. Switch! Our first topic, Extra Life. Troy, tell us about Extra Life. So we, uh, there hasn't been an update on the official total of Extra Life since uh, November 22nd on the Facebook page, which is 8.5 million. 
Uh, actually, the website, uh, Extra Life website, still shows 8,388,500. But the last couple episodes, we talked about uh, going back and figuring out what last year's total was. I actually did that research today. And so, official uh, 2015 Extra Life, uh, they raised 8,300,000. So, they're already $200,000 at least over that total with just about a month left to go. So, there's definitely. Uh, some improvement, not exponential improvement like it has been in years past, but there's still time. All right. So uh, just the rules. I'm going to go through all these topics as quick as I can. If there's something in particular you guys want to talk about, obviously uh, we'll stop. We'll have a discussion about it. But mostly this is just delivering the news to everybody, uh, all the news that came out. Uh, I also put it in our Facebook group that they, even though we have 22 topics, we did leave some stuff out. Uh, so... Unfortunately, if we don't talk about a certain topic that you want us to talk about, let us know, and we will go back and recap that and give you our opinions of that. Let us know via email. Yes. All right. First bit of news. Lego Worlds is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One next year. Warner Brothers has announced its Minecraft-like open-world game is coming to consoles in February 2017. The digital brick-building game, which has been available via Steam Early Access since last year, will also feature online multiplayer to allow players to explore each other's worlds. The game promises fun to fantastical environments where worlds come to life with Disney varying of vehicles and creatures from cowboys riding giraffes to vampires scaring yetis to steamrollers racing cars and colossal digging machines. Players can simply build their own creations and bring them to life brick by brick. Quote, in LEGO Worlds, players will go on an exciting journey to become a master builder in an open world made completely of LEGO built environments. End quote. He said master builder. <laughs> Whether customizing characters, exploring vehicles, building structures, or discovering a new expansive range of items, characters, and creatures throughout the world, there's freedom to create anything imaginable. Uh, a Lego Agents DLC pack featuring new characters, weapons, vehicles, and more agents will range from play materials. Will be initially exclusive to PlayStation for the first 90 days. So, all you Lego fans out there, you have a Lego Minecraft coming. I have this on. I have this on early access. It's uh, it's fun, but I mean, if you've played enough Minecraft and burnt yourself out on Minecraft, Lego Worlds isn't because even though it's Legos, I'm gonna say gameplay wise it's not unique enough to kind of like offset the fact that you've burnt yourself out with minecraft that makes sense makes sense in my head it does and and this will be the second lego game i won't play uh next bit of news ubisoft wants to unite all vr devices with cross-platform play ubisoft has confirmed that we'll support cross-platform play across all three vr main hardware devices the oculus rift the htc vibe and the playstation vr According to Eurogamer, the publisher wants to play players on Eagle Flight, Star Trek, Bridge Crew, and Werewolves Within to be able to play together regardless of what VR hardware they have. Quote, our games feature a strong multiplayer experiences, so letting, players, letting friends play together regardless of which headset they own will enhance the social nature of our games and let them be played in the way we envisioned. End quote. Eagle Flight is now out on PSVR and Oculus Rift and expected to release for Vive on December 20th. Werewolves Within is slated for December 6th, and Star Trek Bridge Crew is scheduled for release on March 14th of next year. Make it so. Sure. That makes sense. Right. I mean, the more the more people they can get involved, the better, and if you can combine platforms, th- these these games don't necessarily have, like, an edge. Like, if you were playing, like, uh, say, Overwatch uh, between PC and console, and half the people are on uh, mouse and keyboard, and the other half are on controllers, it's going to make the... Uh, 
the mouse and keyboard part part are going to have you know a, a distinct advantage and that's pretty tough for for people to overcome so uh you know this isn't too bad i think like this is a follow-up to them you know changing their story direction for their games they're like all right we're done with coming up with ideas for stories but you know what we could do let's just have everything cross play with vr people will love us and then they'll forget we don't do stories and then we'll come back with another yearly assassin creed game of course I will play Assassin's Creed VR, though. Danganronpa 1, 2 Reload release uh, date has been revealed. Danganronpa 1 plus 2 Reload will launch on March 14th in North America and March 17th in Europe for the PS4. Uh, NIS America announced. Reload will feature ports of Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc and Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair, which both originally launched in 2014 for the Vita in the West. The standard edition will cost $40, while the limited edition, which includes a collector's box, a 40-page hardcover art book, two disc soundtracks, and other Matakuma-related goodies, will cost you $60. I pre-ordered the $60 one already when I got the press release in the email, because in 2014, Danganronpa 1 was actually in, I double-checked, was in the top three for my game of the year, uh, top ten games. All right, the next bit of news is going to come from the Game Awards. Wait, 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 wait. <sighs> Yet again, Sony is taking something that was a Vita exclusive, and let's port it over to the That's four. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. Well, move we'll, on. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, you're you're right. It, we'll, that, we'll, that 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 we'll, that 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 ties into exactly the Facebook group conversation that I was having uh, earlier this week. Yes, Moving we, on. We we will get into that later in the show of why that's happening. Uh, but again, the re- the next bit of news is coming from the Game Awards. Now, last week, uh, we didn't do our annual predictions, uh, of, of the PSX and the Game Awards. We just did cover two, uh, certain categories from the Game Awards. First one was... How did we do? Is that what you were covering? Well, what I was going to say is we, we only talked about most anticipated game and game of the year. For most anticipated game, we were kind of back and forth between what we expected but the game that won most anticipated game was zelda breath of the wild boom i told y'all everybody had a hard on for that game and they were all wrong it's horizon zero nine but i told you boom score one for yield and the game that won game of the year uh was overwatch also boom boom score two for yield now i'm not going to take credit from this because I'm not the one that came I up with I will. Score but, two for yield. But somebody brought up a point about Overwatch winning game of the year. And I thought it was, would create a little bit of a discussion between us. The point they made was that Overwatch should not even been qualified for game of the year. Not because it's not a good game, but because that it's multiplayer only. Now, with that being so, said... So, what's wrong with that? With that being said... The the argument for uh, against Overwatch being game of the year was that it was multiplayer only. I think that Overwatch winning Game of the Year kind of shows where our gaming nature is going to move it away from single player to multiplayer, and I think that's ne- I think that's a bad thing. Well, no, I, I, I think that it just shows you that how good of a game that is. I mean, Alex and I will sit here and tell you how great Warhawk was for the PlayStation 3. I mean, I logged 300 hours into that game. I agree. I agree. I think I logged over 250 hours. But I, I think that if you have a really well-made game, it's not like multiplayer-only games are winning every single year. If you have a really well-made game, whether it's a story-based game, like a, a more of a single-player experience or more of a multiplayer-based experience, it should win. 
It shouldn't be like, oh, well, these are always winning or these are always winning. And clearly Overwatch is a very well-made game, very fun game, very engaging game, so they deserve to win. And and if you look at the nominees, I mean, like, Z- the most anticipated game of next year is Zelda, and that's a single-player game. Horizon Zero Dawn, for the most part, is going to be, uh, I'm assuming it's a, it's a single-player story-based campaign game. Uh, you've got uh, Uncharted 4 was uh, up for uh, best game of this year, and that was a, it's got multiplayer, but most people play Uncharted for the single-player. So you've still got story-based games that are meant for one person to enjoy on their own. It's not all multiplayer dominated. Yeah, I, I'm on board with all everything that's been said. Like, a story-based game can win Game of the Year, and to say that, oh, because this game doesn't have a story mode and it's online multiplayer only, it can't be Game of the Year, that's ridiculous. It's a game, and it happens to be the game that's kind of dominated the mind share for the year resonating with people yeah. so i mean like there's no, nothing saying that a game that has single player couldn't win game of the year so and i mean there's plenty of great anticipated games that are single player focused that are coming out soon so that that obviously negates that argument but also like there's been plenty of single player focused games that came out with shit multiplayer and so like like you look at the first tomb raider you know and it's like well how how does that play into it? Like, what if they did put it? What if they did put a story mode in Overwatch and it ended up like Titanfall, where it's just a bullshit, you know, radio drama or whatever? Like the the idea that oh, because it doesn't have any sort of single player content, excludes it from being game of the year is, I think, a ridiculous argument. I, I, uh, I call me biased, whatever. I just, I personally thought Uncharted Four should have won game of the year. I agree with you completely. And also, really quick, like, not about the, the footnotes of game of the year and anticipated since like i don't know if it's just me i don't care about the video game awards i mean that that's like they're basically for an award like comparing all different award shows they're basically equivalent to like the mtv movie awards like but at least the at least, nobody at least, cares. The, MTV, at least the mtv movie awards are entertaining yeah it says like the video game awards is basically just a glorified commercial for a holidays buyer guide i did hear correct me if i'm wrong but i did see something where nolan north won something yeah, Nolan, Nolan North won um, best, performance. best performance for uh, for Nathan Drake. That's like, well, that's like several years too late, but congratulations for him finally getting that. I, well, okay, well, let's, why, why I got the thing open, I'll just run down everything. Game of the year was Overwatch, best game direction was Blizzard for Overwatch, best narrative was Uncharted 4, Thieves End, best art direction was Inside, best music, sound design was Doom, best performance was Nolan North for Nathan Drake, games for Impact was That uh, Dragon Cancer, best independent game was Inside, best mobile game was Pokemon Go, best VR game was Res Infinite, Best action game was Doom. Best action adventure game was Dishonored 2. We had a best VR game already? Really? They're all glorified tech demos. Some some Get of them off. Well, some of them aren't glorified tech demos. Some of them are actually good games. Like actual games. But for the most but, part, but, you but for the most part, you are right. But come on, if you're I'm, I'm not opposed to that category, wait till next year. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Uh Okay. Best RP- Ran over. <laughs> best RPG was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Blood and Wine which I don't agree with I don't either because that's a that's a DLC that's not a game yeah that's yeah if, if that's the case that's bad I mean I heard The Witcher was really really good Witcher 3 was really really good but right, if you're but given it... 
Yeah. That should be in a DLC category, not a best fight best fighting game was Street Fighter Five. Best strategy game was Civil Civilization Six. Uh, best family game was Pokemon Go. I don't agree with that. Best sports or racing game, Forza Horizon three. Best multiplayer game, Overwatch. Most anticipated game was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Best esports game was Overwatch. Best esports team was Cloud Nine. Best esports player was Cold Zero. And your trending gamer was Boogie2988. All right, let me get back on my soapbox. Best esports, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Why why do gamers care? Oh, that's because you guys like streaming. Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. Boo. All right. The last six categories is exactly why the video game awards are a joke. All right, back to the news. Bulletstorm Remastered Edition has been revealed and has a release date of 2017. After multiple so this leaks- is just this is just the uh, other the old game remade. Then yes, after multiple leaks oh, okay. indicated its existence, Gearbox Software has officially announced a remaster. Uh, People can fly Bulletstorm entitled Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which will be the first game published under the Gearbox Publishing label. Those who pre order for Gearbox. Those who pre-order the full clip edition ahead of its release on April 7, 2017 for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC will receive Duke Nukem's Bulletstorm Tour, which makes the character play available as a playable character in the game for free. Oh, yeah. Cricket, cricket. Is that the whole... Oh, I think they're done because it doesn't make them play. It actually changes because your main character is now Duke Nukem, so it has all new dialogue and changes the story a bit as well. Time to kick ass and chew bubble. I like I like Bulletstorm. I thought it was hilarious. Like the dialogue in Bulletstorm was great. I heard I heard some good things about it, but then I also heard people say that it sucked balls. Well, the gameplay so was awful. I was intrigued by it. The gameplay was awful, but the dialogue and the story was hilarious. That's what made me enjoy it. Well, speaking of sucking balls, like the Glue Crew did against us in Rocket League, Alex, you'll be happy to know. Rocket League has getting some new space-themed content coming next week. Psyonix revealed a new space-themed update for its blockbuster sports smash Rocket League. Rocket League Stars Base AR Arc DLC will feature a new arena plus a premium battle card dubbed the Vulcan, and the content will be available on December 7th. A nod to Psyonix mobile game Arc Squadron, Starbase Arc is a, quote, an octagonal, I can't say that word, it's an octagon. You, you are struggling right? with English right now, Tricky Mick. Yes. Damn. It is an octagon-shaped space station orbiting a desert planet in a distant galaxy. In addition to the new o- arena octagonal? and vehicle. Octagonal. Octagonal. looking for? Octagonal. Lee. It, it, it's oct. It's oct. Octagonal. Octagonal. Alley. Sound <laughs> Anyway. In addition Future to the new arena and vehicle. The Star Bars Arc update will also arrive with a new custom training mode, which allows players to create, build, and share their own training sequences. So, Lucru, that's for you guys, just so you know. Look, just when I just when I thought I've gotten all the trophies for Rocket League, nope, they had more and more. I just want to say, it's hard for someone to talk shit about Rocket League when you can't pronounce the word, so it's kind of like you're trying to talk shit to the Lucru. Uh, no, see, I can talk shit to them all day long. I can't say that word. <laughs> No, what first word? of all, the, the, the loot crew said they were scared of Yield, that Yield was crazy good at Rocket League. They did not say Tricky was good at Rocket League. Hey, I'm part of that team. I just like, I love the support of Rocket League, though. I love Psionics right now. Oh, yeah, big shout-out to Psionics for a bunch of free updates with a, a ton of great content. Uh, octagonally. There you go. First try. Uh, <laughs> the next bit of news, Star Wars Hannibal actor Mickelson. 
Mads Nicholson, Mickelson confirmed for Kojima's Death Stranding. Appar- apparently, English is not Tricky's first language. Okay, okay, wait. Before you go any farther, go ahead. I will say this again. I saw the tra- trailer because Twitter went mad crazy mm-hmm. when I got home. For Death Stranding? So I watched for Death Stranding. Yes. I watched the trailer and, and like the first one. Although it was, wow, that's a really cool trailer. At the end of it, just like the first one, I'm like, what the, what the fuck, fuck is am this? I watching? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you are. I mean, I understand why everybody's losing their mind because it's Kojima. Yeah. But at the same time, why are you all losing your minds? We have no idea what we're playing. This guy is a master at messing with people. We he could he could hand us out something totally different than what he's actually showing us. All right, thank you for saying that because I want to point this, I want to point this out. If you take the two trailers and you put them side by side, and you start them at the exact same time, which is possible oh, with this web one, it, it, Wait, 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 no, wait, wait. If you play Dark Side of the Moon? Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. So there's a website out there where you can actually play two YouTube videos at the exact same time. All if right. you me- remember in the first video, you had Norman Reedus on the beach with the baby? Mm. Yeah. At the exact time the baby disappears from Norman Reedus' arms in the first trailer, the baby appears in the second trailer. So it's leading to speculation that these two trailers are linked. Because Kojima did say, go back, there are hints embedded in both trailers to what's going on. And somebody actually did this. They lined them up perfectly. And apparently what's happening on the beach is, is happening at the exact same time in the second trailer. Not at all surprised. So, you, know what? you know what? I figured out the link. Go ahead. Do you want to know what the link is? I, I feel sure. like... This it's is going to be some kind of tricky as a baby. It's joke. the same fucking game. That's the link. <laughs> I mean, since we're avoiding like the actual announcement, like Mad Mads Mickelson, I don't, that's a weird first name, is a great actor. I kind of am glad that he's doing a video game because I was a big fan of his in Hannibal. And if you've seen Doctor Strange, he's also in Doctor Strange as well and Casino Royale. He's a great yeah, actor. He doesn't do a lot Casino, of stuff. It was Casino Royale. Casino? Who? Wait, wait. wait. Casino Royale. Who was he in Casino Royale? He was the main bad guy, I think, isn't he? Oh, he was Leclerc? Yeah, he was Leclerc. Quick review of Doctor Strange. It's really fucking good, and the special effects are amazing. Yeah. Also, if you guys don't know this yet, you guys if you guys all seen the new trailer, the guy that the trailer features, the one that's actually holding like the thing yeah. that the baby appears it's in. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, the big guy. That's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. It kinda so, it kinda lowered my hype for the game because I'm very oh, outspoken of my disdain of Del shut Toro. Up. You, we'll have a talk about this off the podcast. Del Toro is overhyped, <laughs> okay, and a hack job. I am moving on. More Death Stranding news. Switch. Uh, well, uh, we'll go back to you in a second. Uh, Death Stranding will be running on the same engine that Guerrilla Games is making Horizon on, entitled the Decima Engine. Also, Kojima Productions is opening a satellite studio inside of Guerrilla Games. In, uh, where are they based out of? Here's all you need to know. Guerrilla Games is amazing, and Horizon's going to be fantastic. Yep. Apparently, we now know what engine Death Stranding's going to be running on, which is the exact same engine Horizon Zero Dawn is yeah, running on. we still on. don't know what kind of game it is. I have a question. Is that engine, is that proprietary to Guerrilla Games? Probably. I... Don't know. I, I imagine that's something that they developed in house for their games, yeah. and they're just uh, 
uh, Kojima's just leasing it or you know licensing it to use licensing. in this game. Licensing. Industrated, obviously, Kojima using the engine. That's going to obviously make other studios be like, wait, Kojima's using it? Gorilla, how much would it cost for us to use it? And then they're like, add another zero. So they're going to make money off that engine now because Kojima's got the seal of approval on it. Uh, apparently, Was that a snicker? It was a snicker because... Tricky's still upset because I said shit about Del Toro, so he's all like butt hurt. I'm not butt hurt. Uh, speaking of licensing issues, tell Hold on, Tricky, apparently... Tricky, if you like. Oh you my like... god. If you like I Guillermo. Have a good go... fucking segue and you destroyed it. What? it if, you, if you like. That wasn't a good segue. I was waiting for you to how you would, would work butt hurt in the right? topic. Alright, look. I want you to name three Guillermo del Toro works right now if you're so butt hurt about him. First of all, I like his work. So actually, you know what? I'm gonna make you name four. Name four things that he's done. We movies mostly, so go with movies. He can be a producer, he can be a director, writer, whatever. The only thing I can think of is Pacific Rim. Oh, oh a second, movies that he's done that I liked. Yeah. No, or, just or, or or movies that you know of that he's been involved in. Been, been I want to see if you actually know his work. Yeah. Hellboy, he was uh he did one of the Blade movies. I think he did Blade Two. Uh he was in Pacific Rim. Uh he was in this movie that released uh earlier a couple years ago, about uh Pan's Labyrinth, maybe. That's the best work he's done, so thank God for you that you mentioned that. Only uh he was also he also uh had something to do with Mimic. He did something he did the Hobbit movies. I know his work. The Hobbit movies. Really, I enjoy. I enjoyed Hellboy. I didn't. I really did. I, okay, Hell, Hellboy two is better. If you Hellboy watch great. Pan's Labyrinth, and then you watch anything he's done with creatures or designing, he doesn't have like, everything for Pan's Labyrinth. You will see in every other movie he's done. Like in Hellboy, when he did the thing with the eyes, I'm like, oh come on, that's stupid. That was in Pan's Labyrinth, and that's not even in any of the Hellboy comics. Pacific Rim, the fact that he's like, oh, it's this great idea I came up with. It's like, dude, that's Neon Genesis. Give credit where credit is due. Don't sit there and act like. He also did a movie last year. Uh... Oh. He also does a strain TV show. No, what was the movie? Crimson uh, Peak. Peak is a movie. Yes, yeah. Crimson Peak. That's he did that last year. And that was garbage. He was also he was also involved uh, in the orphanage. I think he's a producer on that. Maybe a writer. He was but, producer. Uh, Going back to licensing, licensing. Uh, apparently, the rumors were true. Telltale's next game series will indeed be Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be a five episode series. I feel like we already talked about that like two podcasts ago great but it was officially confirmed it was officially confirmed then too also officially confirmed is shovel knight specter of torment uh shovel knight is getting a second game and but this one's going to be a prequel to the shovel knight game that we already have wait 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 going back to guard like you, you didn't even let anyone say that. Like, so, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, and now I'm going to let you try and find a segue out of this hole I'm digging for you. Did anyone see the new trailer that released for it? No, I haven't seen a trailer for it. Oh, the they, had, they had put the second trailer just came out yesterday. Or uh, Saturday, because this is going up Wednesday, hopefully. Oh, I'll have really to search good. the interwebs. A lot of baby Groot involved in it. I was like, awesome. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I feel that you know it's great that Telltale's going to be working on a Marvel property. I still am weary that it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. I said I'm still weary that it is. I meant to, like, oh, like I, just, I thought you said I thought I thought you said you kind of worried that it's going to be like you're that is sure that it is going to be, gonna be Guardians because it's just like there's so many other Marvel IPs that aren't being utilized in film. Or Netflix series that really is the time to like 
like a Moon Knight or something, bring out a character that's not already in film to raise awareness of him. But instead, I was like, I guess Guardians will work. It's just, how is it going to work with that many characters? Are you going to be stuck playing as one? Can you play as all of them? It's just, there's a lot to it when you play as, like, Batman. You're just Batman. So that's my worry, is that they're going to pull the Game of Thrones route where you got to play all those different characters, and it gets kind of boring at times. All right, Alex, what do you think about Shovel Knight? That's great. Uh, as If you have listened to the show before in the last six months, you will know that I really, really enjoyed Shovel Knight. I was a fan of the Mega Man series growing up, the original series, as well as the Mega Man X series, and uh, and the Mario Brothers games. And this game, uh, Shovel Knight, throws has a lot of throwbacks to those, a lot of homages and nods to those games. So, hell yeah, it's a really well-done 8-bit style, uh, old-school 2D side-scroller. Uh, it's fantastic. So I am uh, excited for the, uh, the sequel. And if you haven't played Shovel Knight and you like old school games, fucking buy it. Do it that. It's good. Do that. All right, well, let's talk about a game that you're not excited to be playing, and that's The Walking Dead Season 3, A New Frontier. So fucking <coughs> dep- so depressing. Speaking of it's Telltale games. Horrifically <laughs> saddening. And so awesome at the same time. Season 3 will be debuting on December 20th, and good news that of news that was revealed at the Game Awards. Apparently, the creators of the game said that the the first opening uh, part of the game is so dramatic that they couldn't put it into one section, so they will be releasing episodes one and two simultaneously at the same time on December 20th. Oh, no, that trailer was pretty, was pretty whack, though. The, the new look at Season 3 revealed the introduction of a new character, Javier, who was first announced as a playable character when the season was spotlighted at E3 this year. The season will also star returning protagonist Clementine. Telltale also revealed in the company press release that Season 3 will be will serve both as a fresh chance for newcomers to jump into the series, while also ensuring that the players of the last two seasons will see their previous choices impact the story to come. God, that means I got, uh, that means I got to replay them. The season, the season will be tailored as a new beginning for those starting with Season 3, while Telltale promises season players will have multiple options for quickly configuring their tailored backstory with important saves from previous seasons. Telltale will be offering more details on the save features for Season 3 in the days to come. Episodes 1 and 2 will be available on December 20th for PC, Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, iOS, and Android, and the Season Pass will also be mailed be made available for twenty four ninety nine. Also, a new frontier, as we reported last week, will be available in physical form when, on the February seventh, two thousand seventeen. Telltale will release a season de- pass disc containing the first and second episodes, which will access in future episodes as a release. So this time, we're going to get for episodes one and two on the disc, while three, four, and five will be for download for the pre- people getting the physical copy. It's not a physical copy. You people are getting robbed. Mm-hmm. All right. So overall, uh, what do you guys think of the Game Awards? They're fine. I like the trailer for the new uh, Walking Dead. That was. I didn't watch the Game Awards. I just because you know you get the trailer sent to you in press releases, so I just watched them that way. I didn't watch the awards. And the Ka- the Kojima game, I'm I'm still I'm still waiting to see what I'm playing. Yeah, I mean I'm not jumping on the hype train. I'm I'm the guy driving the train the other direction uh i i do like the fact that i like for anybody that watched the game awards they started the show by giving uh hideo kojima the industry icon award and jeff Geely, who i cannot stand i can't stand jeff Geely. Mm. um 
did did a very nice speech, um, you know, saying how good of a, a man Kojima is and how he transcended. And I thought that was really nice of him to do. But I did like how uh, somebody tweeted out right after that. He goes, after the show, Jeff Keighley's going to drop, is flying out to Japan to kick everyone in Konami in the nuts. He looked like he was going to cry. He did a couple times, didn't he? I don't know. Uh, also, uh, Nolan North's acceptance speech was pretty dope for his uh, best performance award. Uh, he gave props to all the guys at Naughty Dog who actually make the game, which was pretty dope. Yeah, but don't you think that's kind of like career suicide because he's going against his fellow voice actors? I don't think that like anything is career suicide for Nolan fucking North, dude. He's Nolan North. He is the voice actor. It's not like anybody's going to not work with Nolan North. I want to point out something very random right here. So I'm not breaking a fourth wall because everyone knows that we sometimes play video games while we podcast. I am right now playing WWE 2K17, and I had Randy Orton laid out on the outside of the ring, and I had gotten to the top rope, and I was going to jump on him. And he hit me with an RKO as I was jumping off the top rope to the floor. Yep. I don't know. I should be fucking dead. But (laughs) I got up rather quickly, reversed whatever move he was going to try to do to me, and threw him back in the ring. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit, 2K Games. All right. Uh, the next bit of so, news. So no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. I want you to explain why you think it's career suicide for Nolan North uh, thanking everybody at Naughty Dog. No, no, he didn't thank everybody at Naughty Dog. What he okay. did was okay. What Nolan North did was very honorable and very respectful. I'm not taking away anything he said because I agree with what he said. A hundred percent. But speaking as a man who's part of a union and for lack of better terms, and I'm doing quotation marks for people that are not seeing this. Air quotes. Um, you're supposed to stay with your union brothers and sisters. You are a family. You are supposed to stick together. And if the union is, is fighting for rights, you don't cross that line to speak out against what your brothers and sisters are fighting for. And that's basically what he did. Oh, you're saying that he made comments to the strike? No, he didn't make any comments to the strike. It's, he's saying that to, to, for him to make comments that are counter to what the union is trying to, the message that the union is trying to get across is a betrayal to the union is what he's saying. He's Nolan North. He is voice acting. He can do what he wants. Listen, I'm. I. you guys know I have much respect for Nolan North. But I think what he did was honorable, but I also think it was career suicide at the same time. Uh, I don't nah, think so. Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog will put him in anything that oh, yeah. they do. The Last of Us. Well, two. that's a, well, that's a, that's well, that's the thing is that I like I don't know the details of the voice actors union, but I do know like using uh, the union situation in New York. Some jobs, some projects are not allowed to hire people that are non-union. So if he leaves the union for whatever reason, he may not be able to work again. Depend on depend on the the details of the the, the work situation out there. Because like here, I you can't be a heavy equipment operator unless you're a part of that union. You can't be a city sanitation worker unless you are part of the union. I can't just wait. I can't wake up tomorrow and say, "Oh, I don't want to be part of my union anymore." 
I'm sure I there's, still expect to keep there's my ways job. they could work around that. I mean, Naughty Dog having probably offices all over the country, like they could be like, oh, well, this was done on behalf of the you know, office in Texas or whatever, like versus like, because I mean, I'm sure Cal- I know California has similar laws because it's like, well, when it comes time to set up for E3, you have to use union members to set up your booth and stuff like that. But I could totally see them like finding a way to work around that because the laws aren't the same everywhere. Doing it in Sweden, right? Recorded in yeah, the I, I don't. I don't think Nolan North is worried about his career for sure. And also, I, don't I think thought he's another, worried another about it was uh, kind of related was he and a lot of the other people from Naughty Dog when they stepped up to accept awards. Uh, they all thanked Amy Hennig, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting, but also really cool of them. Right. Uh yeah. So I mean, like, I'm I'm gonna leave it alone there, but I just. To me, I, I have much respect for what he said, but I just think as far as a career, it was probably the wrong see, thing to do. See, now you've made me want to go Google his acceptance speech. Good. You should check <laughs> uh, it out. One thing you are going to want to Google is the PSX conference. Uh, good things is they started and ended with Naughty Dog. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, the first thing revealed was the Crash Bandicoot. The- the Lost Legacy. Uh, this is going to be Crash a, Bandicoot. This is going to be uh, an independent story uh, that's going to be fo- featuring Chloe and Nadine. Uh, Dog I'm fine with Chloe. I'm a little more. I'm a little wondering why you're shove you're force feeding us Nadine. Naughty Dog has shared a few story and setting details about Uncharted Legacy, shedding light on what fans can expect from Chloe and Nadine's upcoming standalone adventure, which was announced for the PlayStation 4. During a panel at PSX, creative director Sean... I can't say your last name, Sean. I'm sorry. Found it out. Confirmed Murray? The whole... It's not... Uh, his last name is an octagonal. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> it, It's It's... Uh, it's spelled E-S-C-A-Y-G. Gesundheit. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, Sean confirmed, confirmed that the Logs Legacy will take place after Uncharted 4 Thieves End, and the game section shown during the reveal was taken from the beginning of the game. The Lost Legacy will be set in India, and as such, writer Joel jo- Josh Sher said the studio took a, quote, deep dive, end quote, into Hinduism and the mythology tied to the region when crafting the story. Game director also chimed in to note that the game setting shown in the reveal footage won't be the only locale Chloe will explore. Sean emphasized that the Lost Legacy is very much Chloe's story. While it will be totally different from Drake's adventure, it will still fit within the context of the Uncharted universe. With Chloe on a quest for peace of treasure called the Tusk of Ganesha. As far as gameplay is concerned, Chloe will have her own fighting personality and won't be as brawly as Nathan Drake. Also discussed the game's light, saying it will be longer than Left Behind, which was The Last of Us's DLC, but shorter than Uncharted 4. Obviously. Yeah. Additionally, additionally, he said fans can expect the same linear level design seen in Uncharted 4. In fact, the Lost Legacy is, quote, going even a little more wide, end quote, while suggesting that there will be plenty of driving thanks to Chloe's skills behind the wheel. Okay, Yield, the floor's yours. Well, uh, at first I was wondering, you know, like I said, w- w- where are we going with this? But after hearing uh, uh, the article, um, I've, I've, we can now rest assured, all of us Uncharted fans, although I don't know why we were worried, but uh, obviously we have found out how Uncharted will continue. We are just going to continue as Chloe. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> um, 
Hey, 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 excuse me if you sense a little, um, I don't know, sarcasm? Disdain. Uh, disdain. Young, um, next I game mean, starring Young Sully. I, I, I will. I'd play that. I, I, I'll play it. It's, a, it's Uncharted, but at the same time, it's like, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I was fine with the way three ended. Didn't need four, but I liked the pirate, the pirate route. I enjoyed it. And don't don't drag Uncharted down as a Call of Duty. Yeah, they they're gonna continue to make Uncharted games. There's too much money there. That's the thing. Is like, yeah, it's it's going to eventually fizzle out. It's not. I mean, they've already proven that they're not going to do the uh, the Breaking Bad thing and just end it on a high note. Like they're going to continue to make them. Um, I'm cool with it. I mean, I like Uncharted, and also I'm glad that it's going to be shorter than Uncharted Four because Uncharted Four should have been shorter than Uncharted Four. Amen, brother. Uh, speaking of Amen, uh, I have an update to a Facebook post. Uh, based on last week's show, which uh, Mark was not here last week, uh, we had a discussion about which Zelda game uh, was the best, and which I said yeah. that I I thought Skyward Sword didn't get the love and everything that people were saying, and I was corrected by two of you saying that I was wrong. The Skyward Sword was the best, according to no, Frosty, no, no, I no, no, I said it was the second best. Okay. My point being is I said it was the worst of the games that came out or something along those lines. Both Frosty and JT have confirmed that I was right. The Skyward Sword is the one that reviewed poorly and was less critically acclaimed, and I was not wrong in this assumption. Uh, I I left a comment saying that you are second to confirm this because Frosty was the first. Frosty came back and says, yeah, that game was poop. Twilight Princess was the bee's knees. But Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past are the best. Wind Waker was great, even though a lot of people didn't care for the art style. Oracle of Ages and Seasons, which I actually never heard of, were rad too. I think those were Game Boy games. And, yeah, they were Game Boy games. They, they were really Boy. good too. That's why I was like, wait, why and, is everyone listing console games? They had some good handhelds. And then Frosty said, I love the Nintendo Horse, which is apparently our new podcast name. They're my favorite podcast. And JT uh, left a comment six minutes ago saying, well, I just wanted to confirm you were right, and I yield was wrong. And this has been your Nintendo Minute. <laughs> you, know, you know, to be honest, that's the least trollish thing that JT's done on the Facebook page. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's agreeing with Tricky. Yeah, so. that's a good point. And, and, and I just want to – also, I want to point out why we're on Facebook post real quick. Uh Fans know that I created a poll in the Trophy Rose podcast about whether or not I should buy Final Fantasy 15. I just want to confirm that 15 people said yes, while only four people said no. I haven't voted I said, yet. I'll tell you to wait until yeah. it drops in price. But I, 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 the funny thing is, is I put an option in there for people to say yes and for, for me to have an argument of getting the game. And it says that we need the review. And nobody chose that option to just, like, blatantly yes. I, I want to tell you no really quick just because a friend of mine, Scott, he actually just beat the game. He beat it in 23 hours, I believe. Yeah, and he said, like, everything he was saying, like, I got the game. I'm waiting to play it until I have free time. But he's like, yeah, he's like, there's no rush. He's like, dude, you can beat it in, you know, a week, not even, like, a couple day, hours a day. Or if you just power through it, you can beat it. In, like, Maybe there's quite days. a bit of, like, post post-story content that that can carry it longer um yeah but yeah uh, the, the story itself is like 20 30 hours 
Yeah, but if you do all the stuff along the way, like, you can get majority and realistically you only have, like, five or six hours left after you beat it of actual time needed to finish everything. You know, I remember when I, like, when I was younger and I watched my stepbrother play Final Fantasy VII, it seemed like those games were, like, days long. Like, you had to play for 200 hours just to, to see the end of the game. Most of that was grinding, though. Yeah, especially 7 and 8. Next bit of news, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has Woo-hoo. been announced, which is which is essentially Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Yes. Uh, also, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is now available on the PlayStation 4. At PlayStation Experience, Capcom revealed the game. Infinite runs on Unreal Engine 4, which will launch in 2017 for PlayStation 4. A trailer shown at the conference featured Mega Man X, Ryu, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, and Thanos. The first gameplay uh, debuted during the Capcom Cup. Uh, no announcement if this is a uh, exclusive to the PlayStation 4, which I don't think it should be, because I think Capcom learned the lesson after Street Fighter V. Uh, they also confirmed that the Infinity Stones will come into play during the game, with players being able to use each stone, power, space, time, reality, soul, and mind to gain a, quote, unique advantage in battle. I don't know if I watched the wrong trailer. Where was Thanos at? I think it was, like, right at the end. Oh, on the on the little throne? Yeah. Yes. All you saw was the eyes in the chest. I figured yep. that was, like, almost like an onslaught, like, uh, Ultron or something. Nope. Because Thanos doesn't have red eyes like that. Let me down, Capcom. Uh, next bit of news is we are getting a new Wipeout game. Only problem is it's an old Wipeout <laughs> Our game. Our Wipeout game is three old Wipeout games. Mm-hmm. Uh, white, <laughs> the Wipeout Omega Collection reveal has come out. It will feature three classic games and coming together to uh, the Wipeout series. So basically, we're getting a port, a PS4 port of the Omega games. Or the Wipeout wait, games wait, 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 here, here, here. I, I didn't think I heard that very good. Did, did, what'd you say? A PS4 port? Yo. A PS4 port. Oh, okay. I, I could have sworn that you said it was a new game. Oh, uh, well, we, we do have a new game. It's in a new case. Uh, ne- Nac 2. Oh, it's in a new case? Okay. <laughs> uh, new game, NAC 2, has been announced. I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I heard people badmouth the the first game. I have yet to play it, but I, I was watching my uh, my my nephews play it when I was over at their house one time, and I was like, you know, it doesn't look like a bad game. It looks like just a a fun, silly game, and I think people get too wrapped up in their, you know, their Last of Us and Uncharted's and and games with massive stories that. When you've got a silly game, everybody wants to compare it to the blockbusters, and I think, I think a lot of us are starting to forget what gaming is all about. You know, it's it's a wide spectrum, and everybody wants to force it down these blockbuster games. Well, speaking of silly games, Street Fighter Five is getting some new characters. <laughs> uh, Wait, before you that jump was into a that really quick transition, I want to say no, no, nope, before you no, no, tricky you wrong, tricky you wrong, nope. That, that was no, no. That was a dig at Frosty and Jerry, who absolutely love Street Fighter Five. I actually don't think it's a silly game. Well, I want to put a pin in that really quick. You were wrong about Marvel's Capcom Infinite. It's not Thanos at the end. It's uh, Sigma infused Ultron. I asked oh, a shit. source that will be renamed unnamed. Well, according to the article we read, well, the article's wrong. Who wrote it? it tr- tricky. I want to make a point here that if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a segue and you want to do a good segue, make sure you're not doing an end joke. 
That's true. Because it's only good if the rest of us get it. <sighs> Akuma will be coming to Street Fighter V on December 20th. Also, he will be part of the Season 2 uh, character pass, which is also going to uh, have five more characters. Each character... Wait, will... wait, wait, wait. Did you say a Season 2 pass? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Capcom is pulling a page out of Killer down. Instinct on Xbox One, basically. Yeah, they're they're basically turning Street Fighter and and even Marvel vs. Capcom. The reason why it's called Infinite is there's because they're going to introduce it as a platform going forward. It's just they're just going to keep adding to that one rather than create a new version of it two years down the road. Well, okay, I guess I can't badmouth that thought then because that's what Rock Band's done. So, well, I mean, but they're are they essentially creating two season passes for one game? So selling you like. A block of content in one, and then selling you the rest of the content in another. Yes. Well, what? The, what? Well, a season okay. pass should be all the content. That's why I said season what? one. Well, Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let Let's Let's back this up a second. When Street When Street Fighter Five was announced, they announced that new characters would be added to the game, and then they, they released a. I, it's not a season pass, but it's 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 called a character pass or something along the lines. The first one was a season pass, which gave you content plus the characters. This is just a a, a package for six new characters. It's also going to give you uh, skins for them. It's going to give you new arenas and stuff like that. But this is not a season pass. This is the season pass has been been fulfilled. Everything they said it was going to be. This is saying, okay, we're coming out with six more characters. If you want to buy this pass, you'll get these six characters at a discounted price. Does anyone remember playing fighting games and unlocking characters? I remember unlocking characters by playing the fighting well, games. Yeah, you can Soul unlock Calibre, every- the original Soul Calibur. You had to play through arcade mode, and every time you beat it, you got a new character mm-hmm. unlocked. You you can play. Uh, uh, well, uh, the first time you could play Street Fighter Five and unlock every character without having to buy them. This just unlocks it, but I don't know if that's still still the case for season two. I don't know if that's still the case with season one. I know that was the case for season one, but I do know in order to unlock these characters, you had to play the game a hell of a yeah, lot. Yeah, so you, you earn fight money, and you could use the fight money to unlock them, or you could just pay money to unlock them early. I think you had to like play 250 hours just to unlock one character. Depending on how your skill level... It was a ridiculous amount of grinding. Right. It's almost worth it just to buy the characters, and I think that's what they were banking on, pun intended. Speaking of Akuma... That was bad. Yeah. that's that, that, that it's, It was bad, but better than a tricky one. But at least it's still Japanese. Both Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Kaiwimi? Kaiwami? Kiwami. I don't know. I, I would go with Kaiwami. Kiwami. We're confirmed for the West at the 2016 PlayStation Experience. Uh, Kiwami. 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 Kiwami is expected sometime in summer 2017, while Yakuza 6 is early 2018. Uh, uh two separate discs. Say that word again. Octagonal? No. Kiwami. <laughs> Kiwami. Kiwami is an HD remake of the original Yakuza and was first announced at TGS in 2015. I've heard really good things from this series. I'm a fanboy of this franchise, 100%. It's actually what the franchise every, Everything I've heard is that you played one Akuma, y- Yakuza, you played them all. No. Gameplay-wise, yes, but story-wise, no. It's There is a... For the gameplay, it is like some people compare it to how like GTA is, but it's not that vastly open world. There is a lot. You can walk around the city itself. and But the story is great. I 
this isn't new news. Like, this has been... I think they just confirmed it, but it's been already thrown out there within the last year that Six was coming over here and Kiwami was eventually. Uh, is it is it sort of like a... Uh, I won't say not compared to it's like a Sleeping Dogs? Think of Sleeping Dogs if it was better. <laughs> okay. But no, I love sleep. I love Sleeping Dogs, but I found Yakuza was better than that. If you're jumping into the series, then the uh, Kawami would be the best one to jump into, or it doesn't matter because well, they're all independent. If stories. you own, well, no, they they tie into each other. If you have PS3, you can get Yakuza Three, and that actually has under one of the sections all the cutscenes and breakdowns of one and two because they were PS2 games. So you buy three, and it's like five bucks now, and you can get. Um, actually, I think 3 might have been free at one point for Plus. But you can just watch all the cutscenes from 1 and 2 and it gives you the whole story. Or you can get, um, I th- what was it called here? Yakuza Dead Souls, which is kind of like a standalone. Because it's like a zombie apocalypse put into their universe. So it's a standalone, but it's a good way to get introduced to who all these characters are. And like the gameplay style. So that way there when you do, you know, play the other games, you have like kind of the gist of who everybody is. But with Kiwami coming out, I mean, you can... That's the perfect place. It's just, I don't know what they're going to do with 2. If they're remaking 1 and then 6 is coming out here, and I don't think we're going to get Yakuza Ishin at all, which is Yakuza 0. So I don't know. Like, they're, they're, the Western releases of the Yakuza's are awkward. They're Final Fantasy in it. Big time. Or worse. Because Yakuza 6 for is those out of already. Us, for, those of us, for, for those of us that played Final Fantasy back in the day. Yakuza 6 is already out in Japan, so the fact that it's almost two years, over two years, before we get it here is ridiculous. Which I'm kind of surprised by now, because there have been, I've read a lot of stuff online, or not a lot, I mean, I shouldn't say I've read a lot, I've seen a lot of stuff online where people in the West love Yakuza series, and why hasn't it migrated over here quicker? They are really hard to find, too. They are not mass printed and released here i luckily found like i imported yakuza of the end which is dead souls a zombie game i never found the u.s copy of it until i actually walked into a rite aid and they had that like you know their video game section with like wii games and that are like 10 years old and actually had it there for nine dollars new huh so that's crazy than that yeah that's it's one of the few games that i think take way too long to come out in the west to the point where I import them because I just don't want to wait. Well, you were saying this news wasn't new, right? No, I I talked about Yakuza Six coming to the West w- before E3. I was talking about. Oh it. well, that's funny because our last topic is also not new news, as reported by us in April. I heard somebody laugh. You a little fuck! Bit. You used me as a segue. I feel used. That was kind of dirty. Who was laughing? That was me. I giggled. Who was? You know where I'm going with the stone. Well, absolutely, go for it, man. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. In in news that we reported back in April, Last of Us Two Part Two has been announced. Sony has officially announced the Last of Us Part Two, a sequel to Naughty Dog's 2013 post-apocalyptic shooter, revealed at PlayStation Experience 2016. The Last of Us Two Part, or excuse me, the Last of Us Part Two trailer showcased an older Ellie from the original game playing guitar, as well as the return of Joel. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann wrote in a post on the PlayStation blog. That more information on the game will arrive in the coming months, though its release is, quote, a ways off, end quote. Jockman didn't offer further story details, but explained that the studio almost spent years on different ideas and almost gave up, but we uncovered a story that finally felt special. 
A panel later in the day also shed some light in the sequel, including Ellie's starring role and how Part 2 complements the original game. Naughty Dog released The Last of Us on PlayStation 3 in 2013 with a remastered version of the game, later launching on PlayStation 4 in 2014. Telling the story of Joel and Ellie in a world where humans fight for survival amid a viral outbreak. I, I almost think, after hearing that, that maybe you should have stopped. Um, but did anybody... So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it, everybody, most everybody seen the trailer. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. So... So I, I watched it. Is it is it me, or at the end of the trailer does Ellie have a scar that goes right above her eye, almost all the way down to her chin? That was a streak of blood. That was a streak of blood coming from the cut on her yeah. forehead. No, no, no. I, I saw I saw the streak of blood when she was playing guitar, but I'm talking about right, went down her cheek. But I'm talking right at the very end when she looks up from playing the guitar and said she was going to kill every last one of them. I don't right, know. Well, it you, almost right. it almost looked like she had a scar going almost from the center of her head, kind of across her eye and down her face. Almost as if it was like to I I might be looking at it wrong, it could be just dirt from where they were fighting. Could be a strand of hair. But it almost I, I I immediately thought that that was like a surgical scar. Although okay. we know from the end of the first game, spoiler that didn't happen, but you you, you get oh, what I'm saying. I never played the game. What All are you right. talking about? All right, before before we get into that discussion, I want to read this next article, and then I want to throw a fan theory out to you guys, and we can discuss that. All right, go. All right. Uh, at the panel, some of this news I already just said, but I'm going to read it again just so I can keep the flow going. Uh, following today's announcement at The Last of Us Part Two, The Place of Experience, Naughty Dog director and writer Neil Druckmann... Uh, shared a few details about the story and how it differs from the first game. During a panel for the highly anticipated sequel at PSX, Druckmann said that Ellie is the star this time around and also revealed that Part 2 takes place several years after the first game, with Ellie now 19 years old. Druckmann also discussed the narrative direction of Part 2, noting that the first, while the first game was a story about love, the sequel will serve as a counter to that. In fact, the director went so far to say that the story is about hate. With regard to the game, to, excuse me. With regard to the game's title, Druckmann said that they decided to call Part Two to reflect that this is a complementary story to the first game. For Naughty Dog, The Last of Us intri is intrinsically, in, I can't say fucking words today. Intrinsically, say that word for me, somebody. Intrinsically, I'd have to see it. Octagonally. Uh, okay, The Last of Us is tied to Troy Baker's Joel and Ashley Johnson's Ellie. So the studio wanted to continue their story rather than move forward with the franchise with using a different set of characters. While Druckmann said the team has a release window in mind for the game, Naughty Dog isn't ready to make a formal announcement regarding when fans can expect The Last of Us Part Two to launch. He did, however, confirm that the original game's composer will be back to create the music for Part Two. That's exciting. Actually. Now, since everybody has seen the trailer, here is the fan theory that's going around. The fan theory is that the reason we're playing as Ellie is because Joel is dead. And that this oh, and that the scene and that the scene we saw was a, a scene in which Joel has is already passed away and Ellie gets ambushed and that when she sees Joel saying in the door it's because we never actually see it's a hallucination and that she says she's going to kill everyone in revenge for the fireflies killing Joel. That could that could be because I noticed that he didn't come in there like 
he just like all casually walked past everything like yeah, no, no big face, deal no shock nothing yeah it, it wasn't a what's going on are you all right he just comes strolling in and hey how you doing which, which and it, 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 it didn't it didn't really sound like joel it almost sounded like somebody different oh no it sounded like joel oh, yeah, it sounded like joel just okay. changed and kind of but ghosted. still yeah that's i mean that that seems kind of dope i guess now, with this, I'm going to say this right off the start because uh, I've seen people say this and I kind of feel the same way. If they do it in a f- way that she's doing this for revenge for Joel, I'm okay with Joel being dead. If they treat this like an Arkham Knight where Joel was constantly going to be around like the Joker was around, I'm going to be really, really pissed off. I'm dead, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm inside of you. Right. They, like the entire game, she's hallucinating Joel. Well, it it depends if if you do it in a way, it, you know, it, we're you know go, going down the fan theory theory. If you do it as in like in certain parts of the game where he comes back, you know, if he is dead, and then like in the trailer, are you sure you want to go through with this? He's almost like a Jiminy Cricket kind of thing, like a conscience that's trying to you know keep her keep her sane. It's still. It's the, it's still I guess you would say or even you know Star Wars it here it's the good side of her coming out going are you really speaking sure through you Joel's want to go voice down this path? I, I, well yeah a- adding to the fan theory is also if you guys remember in the first game there was a conversation between Joel and Ellie where Joel tells Ellie you have in this world you have to find something to hold on to so with that in mind. If the fan theory is correct, Ellie's holding on to the memory of Joel as the father figure to keep her strong in the world that she's living in. I can get behind it. Well, yeah, I, I can't, I can't poke holes in that theory. Well, nobody can because we all we have is one yeah. little trailer to go off of. That's, yeah, nobody no knows other. anything. So yeah, it's ripe for for speculation. But I mean, that sounds like a pretty dope story con, con concept that uh, I could get behind. Alex, you've been kind of quiet about the, all this. What do you What are your thoughts? Uh, to be honest, like I really like the dynamic between, between Joel and Ellie. It's kind of like that uh, with Naughty Dog. They do characters so well. It's kind of like that Uncharted feel where you have this almost familial-like relationship and you don't want to see it break up. So I would be really sad if that fan theory is true and Joel is actually dead. I, you know, maybe you do that in the third game if there's a third game. But for number two, like I feel like Ellie and Joel should still be together. I don't feel like Ellie can carry a game on her own just yet. I don't, even, I don't feel like Joel could carry a game on his own. After seeing those two together and how they grew, it kind of feels like only right that they're together in the second game. I, I can see where you're coming I, from I on that. but I can't disagree with that. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that. But also, there's, you know, a trend in media in general. Like, you look at, like, uh, The Walking Dead or, or Game of Thrones where people are, are all about, you know, like, fucking killing off your favorite characters and the last of us is kind of one of those things where it's like a post-apocalyptic thing bad shit's happening all over the place and you know that's it, it's it it differs from uncharted in that way uncharted is more like a popcorn adventure so if you know like one of the characters actually died that would that would be a huge blow to the way that story has always been uh versus the last of us i think it's not quite as unexpected if if a main character dies and it kind of isn't playing with with the way the world is I made the comparison in my review of uh, Joel and Ellie's relationship. I compared it to, even though two different types of games, so I'm not comparing the games themselves, Lee and Clementine from Season 1 of The Walking Dead. Going into Season 2 of The Walking Dead, dare I say how everything worked out, and that playing as Clementine as the main character, it kind of 
made me disconnected to Telltale's Walking Dead franchise. Well, I never played season. I never played season two of The Walking Dead. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it was really it, I dragged through it to get the trophies and to you know during Trophy War. Like other than that, I was like, ah, it was tough. If the dynamic of Joel and Ellie, like I really enjoyed that. And if Joel hypothetically is dead, and now it's just Ellie, and she's you know basically off the deep end visualizing Joel. I don't know if that's well, going to be too... Like, I don't know if that's going to get a disconnect for me because they did it with the Walking Dead Telltale series, even though it's a different type of game. And I got a disconnect to it, and I haven't cared about that franchise since. I'm, I'm going to say that... And I'm speculating. That would be a closely guarded secret up until the end of the game. Yeah. They're not going to. They're not going to come right out and go. Boom! He's dead. Spoiler: and Six they're, Sense. They're, I don't know how you could. Yeah, yeah how you could drag exactly. that out they're, for so long in a video game without people like blatantly asking questions. Like, how come Joel just always seems to show up after all the fighting and he never actually participates in anything? I I, I think I I gotta agree with Alex in the fact that if Joel is dead, that that's really going to be upsetting for me. But if if the way the fan theory is playing out and the from what I hear and whatnot, and I heard this fan theory, uh, I got to give credit to PS I Love You XOXO. They're the ones that uh, brought this fan theory to my attention. If that's true, I'm okay with it, but I'd much rather have Joel and Ellie working as a team as they did in the first game. Yeah, that dynamic like, worked. Well, on top of all of it, I mean, it's Naughty Dog, so we, we kind of owe it to them to to do right by their franchise because they've never steered us wrong yet right and that and that's what a lot of people are saying is that even if the fan theory is true and how pissed off people will be they they the one thing i keep saying is like even though people are saying oh this would piss me off but it is naughty dog so they're gonna do it right yeah troy i do want to actually combat you on that because as much as i love naughty dog they did let activision get their hands on crash bandicoot that is true I, I have no idea how that, that deal was structured all those years ago. So, I mean, that that's all in contracts and everything like that. It went through, like, Vivendi, I believe, because Vivendi and Activision became one big thing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all has to do with the way, you know, business contracts were structured many years ago. I mean, who knows whether or not they would have done it differently. I mean, at this point, they've kind of outgrown Crash Bandicoot. All right, that is going to bring us to the end of our topics, but we do have a Sophie's Trophy. Alex, you got our Sophie's Trophy this week. I'm going to save this, do a Sophie's Trophy. Uh, so there is a secret trophy in WWE 2K17, and it is basically highlighting a match at WrestleMania, a dream match that people have been asking for for years and years. If you, do not, if you wanted to get this on your own and you don't want to have it spoiled for you, please skip ahead. I'd say about 20 seconds. Uh, but the the uh, trophy is called it's a silver and it's Phenom versus Scorpion, and it, in WWE Universe mode you have to have a, you have to win a match using either Undertaker or Sting in a match between Undertaker or and Sting at WrestleMania. So that is a cool nod to a dream match that a lot of fans would like to see but will never see ever. Uh, but I thought it was a cool trophy for fans. Boom! Right. I thought you could do it in exhibition mode. Uh, no, it's just in WWE Universe. No, because I ran because it's actually really tough in Universe mode to get those two in a match together. You would actually have to play as Sting, leading up to the road. Uh, no, 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 no
Wow. Oh, the Actually, 20 no, seconds is up. It's not a spoiler, because it's, it's not, like, it's never going to happen. It, like, cause it, it, turnbuckle powerbomb, bad back, old age, hip replacement, like, basically yeah. operation board game. Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, All right, three, well, Mark, you weren't here last week. Well, hold on, I, hold on. I, got... I, want, to, I want to rebut uh, against what Mark said. You can't uh-huh. do it in an exhibition. I've already, I've actually tried that. That was the first thing I tried, and then I saw it has the acquirement. It has to be in WWE mm-hmm. Universe. But in WWE Universe, all you have to do is go in and like you get to create the shows. Oh, I know. So you just edit edit a match to make a match between Sting and Taker. Fun fact: I actually, because Universe Mode is usually what keeps me playing a WWE game until the following year game comes out. I actually never edit any of the matches, and I never simulate any of the matches either. I play every match on every card, so to get that one. You'd have to actually start around January and just try and do like promos and feuds to get the match to happen at WrestleMania. It's actually, unless you just want to change and make the match yourself, yeah, it's an easy way to get the trophy. For those of you who actually just play Universe Mode, there's a bit of work to get it. But that's what makes it fun. You weren't here last week, Mark, so we, I got to ask you. I, you you are a a lover of the uh, WWE 2K games. I was. We we talked about a trophy last week in which it was a bronze to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Did are you are an owner of that trophy? No, because I've I've actually only played WWE Two K Seventeen five days total. No, no, no. This trophy was uh, what did we say? It was, was it like thirteen, thirteen or fourteen? One of those two. Oh yeah, no. If it yeah. was one of those ones, then yeah, because the only ones I didn't get from WWE Thirteen Two K Fourteen. In 2K15, I just didn't get a few of the get superstar rank in online. Other than that, most of, I got all the single player ones. Okay, well we're gonna we're doing a uh, an audit right now. <laughs> nice. Oh. Tell me which one it is, because there is one where you have to be. Because I don't think you have this trophy. All right, I'm gonna find it right now. I'm, oh, too far away. From my controller. It's a race. I'm gonna look too. Just yeah, kidding. Wait, I can go on the internet. I'm gonna play Rocket League. Right. Yes, he does have the. He ha- he has the trophy. The streak ends. Beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania with a custom superstar on the Legend difficulty. He got it on November thirteenth, two thousand twelve, at three twenty-two a.m. I don't sleep. Seeing you, damn. Da- you doubt him? Yeah, you doubt my. Bro- You've seen me kick out at two. You've seen. No, my- no. Well, when we read the 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 way to get the trophy, I can't imagine anybody hitting uh, Undertaker with twenty finishers. And I also didn't have a superstar maxed out at 100 overall because I don't play that. I, uh, I hate anyway. Yeah. All right. Back to the show. He just he just cut you off. Right. Yes, I did. It's okay. You go buy 2K17. All right. Uh, we do not have a topic of the week this week because we were going to talk about the Bill of Rights. But due to time restraints, we had to cut it out of the show. So if you don't hear it, that means Frosty has cut it out of the show. <laughs> Let's do some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. ProofofGaming.com is looking for some writers, podcasts, or video editors, news reports, and generalized help on the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProofofGaming.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can all be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proofing Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First is our phone number. Troy, what is our phone number? 330-PROVEN-9-330-867-5309. Ha! Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I didn't do that this time, I swear. That's dope. No, no, I, I did it. I just wanted to see if Troy would actually sing I, it. <laughs> I caught on to it. <laughs> 
I figured you were going to go eight, six, seven, five. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch on until I was halfway through what I was actually reading. (laughs) Yield, what is the actual phone number? Uh, 776-8369. I had no reason to doubt it because it ended at nine. I was like, oh, yeah, that's legit. (laughs) That's why I used that number. I was like, oh, that's perfect. All right. uh, You get a hold of us on Twitter. Alex, what is your Twitter handle? Sondasaurus Rex. Back oh, from you the do- dead. Oh, so you do know your Twitter handle since you don't tweet. Should be Zombasaurus Two Rex. Two weeks in a row. Okay. Two weeks in a row I, you haven't tweeted. I'm saving up for some really good yeah. stuff. What were the terms of his return to Twitter? Wasn't he supposed to tweet like once a day or like a couple times a no. week? He had to be active. He's not active. That, that is active. active. Logging in does not count. He probably hasn't even logged in. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what password I have, I have logged in, and I've tweeted a few times. Alex's last tweet. Oh, jeez, he's auditing the tweets. Auditing was, from, was from November 14th, in which he tweeted out a picture of uh, some Keurig cups into to Rusev that says, only the best for Rusev. It's Bulgarian Hashtag. yogurt, you asshole. <laughs> hashtag Whole Foods. Keurig hashtag cups. WWE. Look, that is more recent than my latest. Fa- I, it Yo, might be. More tell, recent. tell me that. Tell me those don't look like uh, Keurig cups. Yeah, they do kind of look like Keurig cups. They're they're thirty two ounce yogurt cups. Are you retarded? We don't have anything there for scale. Yeah, it's true. We can't compare. We have so, nothing to compare it to. We, we are approaching one month without a tweet from Mister Sarnosaurus Rex. No, we not are fulfill- not. It's like a like a week and a half away from. A month. I literally thought you were like, it's been a day since that, I tweeted. That's <laughs> what I just said. We're approaching a month. I didn't say it's been a month. I said we're approaching a month. Well, we're approaching a month after a week. Hmm. Yep. We're approaching a month the second a tweet goes down. We're getting closer to a month every second. <laughs> this is going to go to I have to tweet every five seconds. <laughs> no, you you have to tweet at least. <laughs> I would say you have to tweet at least every other day. I'm going to troll the fuck out of you, JT. <laughs> Challenge accepted. I don't think JT. I I I I'm not sure JT's on Twitter, but you could try. He's gonna JT, be the JT of Twitter. Twitter. JT needs to get a Twitter just so Alex can uh, troll you. All right, his, his name needs to be Slap Happy Platypus. Yield. What is your Twitter handle? Um, you know, I keep it real. I keep it simple. I yield to no one. Mark, you can follow me at the underscore Iron Vein, where I will be live tweeting some. WWE, TLC, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, various movies, what I'm eating, what I'm thinking about, what I'm thinking Troy, about Troy, your Twitter handle. What? What? I'm to put myself because over. Because I just said your Twitter handle. I don't need your life story. I'm trying to put myself Troy. over. Yeah, you're, you're never over. He's trying to sell his sell his brand, the Ion yeah. Vein brand. I know, right? Thank you. Someone I don't understand. It's better than that dirt cheap Titus brand. It's better than being antisocial. Anti-social. A-N-T-S-O-C-I-A-L Gamer, that's my Twitter handle. Hey, Tricky, I'm, I'm surprised you can get through all those Twitter handles without stumbling over words. <laughs> and you can follow me at Twitter, at Tricky Mick. You can, fo- you can follow the show at Trophy Horse, and you can follow the site at Proven Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, without having, if you want to get a hold of us without actually calling us or tweeting us, you can also go to the website and click on the SpeakPipe app. And leave us a voicemail. That is not just for the podcasters. That is for anybody on the site. If you are listening to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But go listen to our other podcast. (laughs) Sorry, I I looked ahead to see what Troy did. 
Again. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it, but be sure to go listen to our other podcasts. Remember the loot, the smart marks, and the good, the bad, and the micro machines. Boom. The microtransactions. The micro machines. <laughs> good, the bad, the microtransactions. Oh, Give it a Hold listen. On, I gotta know, did you mean to fuck that up? I changed it. That's what's in the agenda. I literally changed it in the agenda. Every week I change it to something new. Alex hasn't been here the last two months, yeah. so he doesn't he doesn't know this is a running joke. Yeah. I made a triumphant comeback last week. Yeah, and it was yes, it and, was uh, the good, the bad, and the unfortunate uh what is it, the fortunate my, monetization my, the strategies. <sighs> All of our podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and your various podcast applications on your smart devices. You can be sure to get involved in the PlayStation 4 communities. We have one for the site, which is Proving Gamer. We have one for the podcast. It's dubbed uh, T-Dub's Brothel because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. He also still won't let us change our name, yeah, which I thought that, that, I thought that was, was coming. coming, dude. And you can also get a whole, uh, be a part of Yield's uh, uh, Guild, which is the Platinum Guild. Uh, don't we, ha- don't we yep. have another group? I don't believe so. I believe it's called Awkwardly Octagonal. Awkward. Oh, <laughs> I'm making that group. Uh, I'll tell you, someone needs to start that right now. It's called Octagonally Kawani. If you guys don't know about it yet, uh, PlayStation has unveiled a new uh, PlayStation 4 community app for your phone. So uh, if you find it troublesome to log into the community on your PlayStation 4, you can actually be more active in the communities straight from your smart device. Oh, so instead of using your your system, and when we know there might be a bug with it, we'll just give you an app. Oh, that's even better. Which might have bugs. Plenty of uh, bugs. But I, but I, I, the the good thing about this community is because uh, the community apps is because we're starting to do uh, gamer nights, uh, community nights, and this are way, we? yes, and we are putting them inside of the communities, so this could actually give you notification that, hey, listen, we're having a gamer night for this. If you're out and about. When's our next gamer night? You remember, uh, remember when we were we were starting this new podcast called PG Spoilers? It's it's kind of like that. <laughs> With that being said, that is the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first when's sponsor. Our, when's our next? You're ignoring the question. Our first sponsor When's our is, next gamer night? Rocket our, League against the loot? That's Rocket never, League against the community? I mean... Rocket League against the loot's never going to happen because they're too big of a pussy to ju- actually challenge us. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, oh. tell us about Extra Life. Extra Life is a fantastic gaming charity event, a 24-hour gaming charity event. This year was 25, so maybe it's 25 next year, too. Uh, date decided yet? Yes, no? No. No. We don't know yet. Not, f- not so officially announced. Usually late October or early November. It was early November this year. Uh, they've raised, uh, announced they've raised over eight million, eight and a half million dollars for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. And if you want to get involved, uh, I would like to note that the you have until the end of the year to donate. And again, donations, charitable donations are tax write-offs. We've got tax season coming up. Uh, but be prepared for next year. Uh, if you want to sign up, you go to extra-life.org. And uh, you sign up, uh, create a profile, you can either join a team, you can start your own team, or you can play solo. Uh, from there, you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and then you go out and collect money. Uh, I would say don't do any of that until after the new year. I don't know what the rules are, uh, but extra-life.org is your uh, source for all the latest news on Extra Life. 
And also, uh, we I haven't said this on previous weeks, but uh, I announced on Extra Life that if we reached our team goal uh, again, because our first team goal got Alex back on Extra uh, back on Twitter. If we reached our secondary team goal, which is fifteen hundred dollars, then I would get an Extra Life tattoo. So currently, we are two hundred and forty-two dollars short of that goal. So, where, where, want... where, where are you going to get the tattoo? Uh, right now, it's not confirmed, but I'm thinking it's going to be my right forearm. On the small yeah. of his back. I was going to say, if you get a tramp stamp, I'll, I'll port that money myself. No, it's not, it's, it, it, it absolutely will not be a tramp stamp. But it's for the for kids! The kids. I, I, listen, hey, I, got, not... I got back on Twitter. Wait a second, you can, hold you a second. Can get a tramp stamp. You guys want me to get a tattoo that honors a, a children's tar- a charity and put it in a place that's known to be... I'm trying to use the right thing. <laughs> you would, signal, you would spin this negatively. Take, take into account that you are also a whore. Yeah, oh. yeah right? No, I, I'm a whore on the PlayStation. Then. I, so you're going to get a PlayStation tramp stamp. I am a gentleman on the streets and a whore on the well, PlayStation. Well, see, that's the thing. Bullshit, Nobody else gets a, to see a, it except, you know, the, the goddess. Bullshit, you're a whore for Wendy's fucking Italian sandwiches. Don't give us that shit. You gotta admit, this is pretty funny That's stuff. Totally Alright, you get the Extra Life tattoo on your forearm and you get a regular controller like a PlayStation DualShock, a DualShock 4 on the small of your back. That can be your tramp stamp. <laughs> We're dragging this out. If, now. This good times. With a platinum trophy. You know what? I'll say this right now and the goddess is right here so she can actually hear me say this. If we hit $1,500... I will get the extra life tattoo. If we hit two thousand dollars, I will get a dual shock four as a tramp stamp. Boom! Whoa! Hopefully my last. <laughs> hope, wait, wait. Hopefully that's an extra thousand bucks. No, extra five hundred bucks. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. you guys are talking over each other. Let's start this one at a time. Troy, what are you saying? Oh yeah, that's like what an extra five hundred bucks over the the regular. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good on you, that's, dude. For the kids. Mark. I was just saying, because of things I'm doing, I was like, ooh, if I have stuff settled before the end of the year, I was like, I might have to just put that money in there. Just might put you over. <laughs> Alex, hey, hey, you can, oh, wait, you, can donate, you can donate that to my uh, Extra Life account. I, and, I was, uh, was going to say, let me go sell some plasma. <sighs> well, I, I, well, you know what? I'm going ma- to make a, uh, an amendment to what I just said. Oh. <laughs> no, nope, you can't do it. It's on the internet. Don't, don't, if we nope. raise $1,700, no, 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 he's no. getting don't, the trip. Don't trip while you no, back up. No money from this point of this recording to the end of the year donated by members of the Trophy Horse Podcast will count towards the goal. <laughs> wow, so you saying so we can't We can't put them over. Children? Is that what you're saying? They, no, no, your donations count towards the kids. Your donations don't count to my tramp stamp. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's make fake emails and have our relatives do it. <laughs> oh, so so Just basically, donated anonymously. He has no way of knowing. For the second week in a row, I'm getting beat up by the goddess behind me. Uh, you guys see this? Good nope. times. I don't see it. No, I don't see anything. All right. Uh, uh, if, you see, if you see a donation for on Extra Life under the name Dicky Trick or uh, Dicky Rick. That is not me. I just want to go ahead and say that. It or or if you see a donation name. from Octagonally. 
Octagonally Kawami. You'll tell us how they can go find us. Yeah, go to gofundme.com backslash proven gamer. Uh, we, the four horsemen, are trying to raise money to bring you, the whoredom, a better podcasting experience. So if you go there, trophy themed donations get tricky to donate or to donate. It's get tricky to platinum a legitimate game. Blah, 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 yakety schmackety. And when we do donate, when you do donate the money, we will use it at where? Amazon. There you go. See, look, I even set you up. That, that was your cue to keep going, Troy. Uh, yeah, just go to the website and uh, click on the Amazon link that's on the front page. Uh, it'll take you to Amazon where you can continue to do all of your Amazon shopping. It uh, doesn't cost you anything extra to do so, and we get a portion of your sale. Uh, like I said, it doesn't take any money off of you, but it helps the site out tremendously to continue to make awesome content and uh, talk about getting tricky a tramp stamp. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you know what? Before we actually finish out the show, I, I, I have to appeal to the, the trophy horse court here. <sighs> Instead of getting a dual shock as a tramp stamp, can I get the PlayStation logo? No, you get Crash Bandicoot. Uh, what about a platinum? You no, know, Crash Bandicoot with a thumbs up and yes, a goofy his smile. Face and everything, yeah. <laughs> hey, plumber boy. I'm going to say, no, as long as you reason- get a tramp stamp, it doesn't matter what the hell it is. I don't <laughs> you can get an Xbox one. No, no, no. no get, get, a, get a tramp stamp <laughs> of Shuhei Yoshida's face on your, your lower back. No, no, no names, no faces will be tattooed on my body, though. unless it's unless it's my daughter's name or face. All right, get your daughter's face yeah, tattooed on the small of your back. Why would you? Oh yeah, no, 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 Don't if, don't be what, dirty. What if, what if he got what if he got an L.A. Kings go. tattoo on the small of his back? No, penguins. He needs he needs a Pittsburgh Penguins tattoo. No, Alex top. is saying Kings because he thinks I hate the Kings. Or a Crosby he, tattoo. I, that will never happen. What if you reach? All right. The only reason I'm saying not the dual shock because I, I don't want to get a dual shock because they've changed over the years. I don't want to get one that's will be outdated next uh, console. But then it's retro. Doesn't the PlayStation doesn't the PlayStation um, the PlayStation thing changes? Doesn't well? No, maybe not. No, not so much. No, we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss this yeah. in the future. Uh, let's First, go, we got to hit that two thousand dollar mark. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, we never discuss this again. <laughs> hopefully, we get a lot of donations this week. I know, I know what the name of this episode is. Uh, yeah, well, apparently, uh, Frosty named last week's uh, episode, uh, and I had to change it because I like your name better. Octagonally tramp stamps. Is that what Wait, what, what? What was his name? I don't even remember at this point. But mine won out, pro- right? Yeah, yours won out. Of course. Uh. uh with that being said, that is the end of our housekeeping. Let's Ooh. do some shout-outs. Alex, your shout-outs. Ooh, me first. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the listeners, uh, as always, first and foremost, because you guys are awesome, and we thank you for all the support you've always thrown behind us. Uh, we are at this point. Uh, I would say that we are a successful independent podcast, and it's because of you all. Uh, so thank you all for uh, supporting us and supporting Extra Life and supporting PlayStation. Uh, yes, many, many thousands of thank yous. Uh, shout-out to the crew. Uh, Tricky, Lucia, Troy, and Yield all together for the first time officially uh, as the five trophy whores. Uh, shout out to all you guys. And uh, shout out to the goddess who is uh, putting Tricky in his place right now, giving him the business because he's recording too long. 
because he's a jerk and, and he wanted to do the the tro or the uh, uh, Bill of Rights tonight, and we're not having that. Uh, shout out to AJ Styles, who's going to win tonight because he's awesome. Uh, the Age of AJ. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Yield. Uh, like Alex, I will give a uh, shout out to the Hordem, the fans, for our uh, for the popularity that we seem to have on the interwebs. There, is that better? That's better. Boom. Okay. We always get a big um, pop when we come out to the arena. Yes. Um, so a shout out to you guys. Thank you very much. Shout out to the crew for everybody showing up this week. Uh, I'm sure that one of us will have something going on next week. Just to annoy Tricky. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Facebook Live right now. I got a, I got a thing shout- next week that I got to take care of. Shout out to, uh, well, shout out to the people. I can't think it's Ace, but I don't know if it's Ace Developing or what. For uh, the group that made the Deadly Tower of Monsters, like I said, if, if you didn't get it on Plus, go buy it because it's it's an enjoyable, you know, game to play, and that's that that's what gaming. There, there's always a, a place at the gaming table for games that just. You don't have to do a lot of thinking. You just enjoy. Much like Rocket League. Shout out to Psionics. And yeah, I, I that, that's it. I'm totally unprepared for shout outs this week. So. Troy, your shout outs. I want to shout out all of my fellow Trophy Whores hosts for having patience with my technical difficulties early in the recording. I uh, definitely got to shout out uh, Daniel. Frosty for his awesome editing job that he saved last week's podcast and also the work that he continues to do for the podcast. Uh, I got to shout out... Damn it, you made me forget what the fuck I was... Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I want to shout out the listeners. Uh, so this week's episode literally came out less than 24 hours before we were recording this. So the my call for uh, emails was... Probably not heard in time to get any out, but uh, definitely shout out to everybody. Uh, definitely want to have some more emails from you. Uh, TrophyHors at ProvenGamer.com. That's TrophyHors at ProvenGamer.com. And that's my yeah, shout out. Thank you, because I actually forgot to say that I know. earlier. That's why I said it. Mark, your shout outs. Uh, I'm just going to go with the usual. The listeners who listen to the show every week, whether it's three hours long, two hours long, and posted you know, on a Sunday morning instead of Wednesday. Uh, shout out to everyone else here, Alex, Tricky, Yield, and Troy, because all of us are on a podcast at the same time, finally, which is amazing. And first time in two and a half months. It was magic. We could have dealt with some of the segues not there, but you know what? It happened. We move on. It was a great podcast. Mistakes were made. <laughs> yes, mistakes were made. We deal with them. Yeah. yeah, we just move forward. That's all we could do. The road to, the road to you know, 300. Uh, that's really it. Just, you know, listeners, men. You know, you guys. And I want to give a shout-out to all the listeners. Give a shout-out to the goddess who's giving me the evil eyes right now for uh, suggesting I get a tramp stamp. You deserve it. Give a shout-out to Sweet Mama D, who makes me smile every single day. Uh, Give a shout-out to the listeners. Give a shout-out to all our new Philippine listeners. Uh, I I mentioned you guys last week, but I didn't actually uh, give you guys a shout-out. So thank you, everybody in the Philippines that's now listening to us. Thank you, especially a big shout-out to uh, Even for allowing us to use their song. It's such a good song. You guys should go check out the music video. Uh, the song is Venus by Even. Go check it out. They also have some other videos. Uh, good good music. Uh, go check them out. So until next week, if there's nothing else, happy trophy hunting. Save your last
the theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. 